0: So as we get into the word this evening, I've got a little intro here, and then we'll just talk about the unfailing love of God, His unfailing love. To know the love of God is the greatest thing in all the world. It's the greatest miracle possible that I can know God, that I can know His love, that I can actually have His love in my heart. This is called salvation. It's the unfailing love of God that's poured out for us. The love of God and what his love does for us and what his love does in us and what his love does through us. God's love makes us beautiful. So even on those days or those moments, trying times where maybe we feel anything but beautiful, his love in us makes us beautiful. And God's love also gives us beauty for ashes. We're not going to that passage tonight, but there's a passage in the Old Testament that talks about how he gives us beauty for ashes. In other words, when we've gone through difficult time or difficult situation, trying times, he gives us beauty for ashes. We may feel like our whole life has been burned down, but he gives us beauty for ashes. God's love enables us to make our life and the lives of those around us beautiful. And so his love in me enables me to beautify my own life, but then give me the ability and his love in me to make the lives of those around me beautiful. God's love is unfailing, and God's unfailing love gave us Jesus. Can you say praise God to that? Praise God. Well, Jessica, what's our first point
1: this evening? I want to go back to what you said about beauty for ashes. Good. So, when you, you know, we've all seen those fields when they've had a fire and yeah. they're black, and you think, well, that's not ever coming back. Right. But as Dead as it looks, yeah. at some point, green little sprouts come up. Right. And it's all healthy again. Yes. So it's restored, even as bad as it looked. Yes. It comes back. Yes. And that's how God designed it. And even some farmers burn their fields on purpose. Yes. To clear it, to start over, and to have that new beginning again.
0: Right. So. And even when, where there's been forest fires, mm-hmm. you know, and it just looks devastated for miles and miles and miles. Mm-hmm. And yet, give it time. Right? And give it rain, yep. and everything comes back to life again. Yep. so you know, once you
1: get into gardening, you're like, it's that, that beautiful green. There's just a certain green with gardening. Like yes. when it comes up brand new, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, Signs of life. Yes. It's, it's not over. So, but point number one is like the song we sing Oh, how he loves you. And don't, and don't worry, I'm not going to sing. But, <laughs>
0: Uh, that's why we sang it and the worship have time. That's why we had Lisa
1: Land sing it, not me. <laughs> because
0: I had her sing uh, two of our points tonight, yes. and so we got to sing these points. Yes,
1: and so let's first look at First John 3, 1 through 2. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is how we are. The reason the world does not know us is that they do not know him that's also why they don't understand us. Right. Because they don't understand the Lord. They don't understand his love. Yes. So we're foreign to them. Yes. They don't understand us at all. And uh, dear friends, now we are children of God and what will we be and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Yeah. And then let's also look at our other scripture. First John three sixteen through 24. This is how we know what love is. Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother is in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? So our actions are important. They speak loudly. Words speak loudly, too. You know, they both are important. So we've got to keep both in check. Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth, then this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. And that's a big deal, at rest in his presence. So if we're in his presence at all times, which should be our goal, we're at rest no matter
0: what's going on. Right, and that rest is also his Mm peace. So we shouldn't be like a jittery, nervous wreck all the time. In other words, if we're spending time in his presence, spending time in his word, spending time driving in Dallas traffic singing, oh, how I love Jesus. Yes. <laughs> now, that would make a difference, wouldn't it?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe make you slow down. But that, that's like, if you notice you're getting anxious, that's your warning sign. Uh-huh. Get back in his presence. Get back in his word. You're veering off. You need yes. to get back on that narrow path. Really good. So uh, go back to verse 19, this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. He knows everything. We could stay on that all night, but he knows our hearts. He knows what we're thinking, so you need to get your heart in check. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask, because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. So that's a—it's simple in the word. And I said that to um, the youth on Wednesday night that God's word is simple. It's not meant to trick us. Right. And if it's confusion, it's of the devil. Right. It's not of the Lord. Yeah. So it's simple that if we obey his commands and do what pleases him, then we receive whatever we ask.
0: Right. And that confusion shouldn't it doesn't we think it comes from inside us, but it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. It comes from outside us. It mm-hmm. comes from what's going on around us, mm-hmm. and then we let that get in. We yes. have to have our thoughts line up with the Word of God
2: right so the world's confused, but we're not confused and when the world tries to make confusion for us, we go back to god's Word and say, no, He loves us
0: right right and our our hope and our thoughts rest on his word right that's so good, and remember how The confusion that was created in 2020, Mm -hmm. it was like an agenda of confusion and fear. And so we see what that does to people Mm -hmm. and how, you know, we can avoid that by staying in the word. Yes. And in his presence. Yes.
1: Uh, Verse 23, and this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he has commanded us. Those who obey his commands live in him and he in them. So we can also flip it the reverse. Those who do not obey his commands don't live in him. Right? Right. So we have to obey his commands to be in his presence. And this and, is in a love passage. Right. Yes. <laughs> obedience. Obedience.
0: Oh. Doing his word. Yes.
1: yes. so obedience is an issue from day one, and especially toddlers, and then again when they're six, and then again when they're all these different stages. So yes. just... Just obey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I say that kind of often. Just, just obey. It's easier. Let's make everything easier. Right. Uh, and this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. Yes. So point A, if you want to do an A underneath it, how great is love the
0: Father has
1: lavished on us. And he, it's because we're his children.
0: Right. He and, wants to bless us. And isn't that word lavish, beautiful? Just lavish, you know. Lavish yourself with Chocolate, <laughs> lavish, lavish yourself with uh, a spa day. A spa day. <laughs> lavish yourself with whatever blessings you can think of. That, but he lavishes his love upon us. That means it's like poured out over us. Like I don't know. Think about the most wonderful thing that could be, could be poured out over you from you know, over your head and just go down over your whole body. I don't know if it'd be warm anointing oil or. Uh, Hot chocolate, not too hot, but a whip with whip, whipped cream in it. I don't know, but, but just that word lavish. He lavishes his love upon us. Yes. It's beautiful.
1: Uh, let's look at Psalm 89, 1 through 2. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you established your faithfulness in heaven itself. So it's just saying like with our mouths, Mm -hmm. praising the Lord, that's so important.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I find myself sometimes reminding myself, you know, when I'm concerned about whatever, I just need to get into praising the Lord because somehow you enter into a time of praising him and then everything else that you're concerned about or a difficulty you're having to work through or whatever it might be, a challenge of some kind, whether it's a health challenge, financial, relationship challenge, work challenge, whatever it might be, as you spend time praising him, suddenly it's like the clouds clear and you have a better perspective on Mm -hmm. what you're dealing with. Sometimes we
2: have to make ourselves refocus on him. Yes. Through confusion, through difficulties, through trials, anything that we're facing and put our focus back on him and have that love back in our hearts where we sing praises to him and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a a warm blanket wrapped around us again where we have his peace and his comfort and his love. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. All right. Point B, his love
1: in me produces acts of love. So his Love produces more love, and then yes. our love produces more love. You know, it's this exponential thing, which is great, which is why the world is supposed to be, like the Christian world, filled with love. Because yes. if I'm acting in love yeah. and you're acting in love, then it multiplies. Yes. So let's look back at 1 John three sixteen through 18. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can, he love, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. Mm-hmm. So we are to love with actions, not just words. Yeah.
0: And this thing about laying down our lives, you know, uh, when you uh, have a family, when you're married, This really comes into play because it is a daily laying down your life for your spouse. You have children for your children because you don't just get to do what you want to do. You know, you don't spring out of bed in the morning and think, oh, I'm just going to do nothing today. I'm going to stay in my jammies and I'm going to drink hot cocoa and put my feet up and watch my favorite old movies. No, because... You have a husband counting on you for meals and for help and with whatever and uh, picking up his dry cleaning and, and doing, perhaps you work with him even, and he counts on you to do your part. And then what about your children? They're counting on you for <laughs> meals and food right. and lunches packed and maybe driving them where they need to go. Mm-hmm. And so that they, they count on us. And it doesn't stop when they're teenagers. It really never stops. Right. And... Uh, that's the awesome part of laying down our lives because we have his example. He laid down his life for us, so we're supposed to lay our lives down for our brothers. And, you know, it may be news to us, but uh, if you're married, your, your closest brother is your spouse. And if you have children, they're your next closest brother mm-hmm. and sister. And so after that, every, everything, everybody else comes after that. They, they don't uh, take precedent over the immediate family.
1: Right. Being a Christian is more than just yourself.
0: Right. The world
1: it's all about me, me, me. Right. And, you know, being a Christian, there is part of taking care of yourself. You can't ignore yourself. You know, you can't run on empty. But then it's bigger than us. And even outside our home, there's people that, you know, their highlight of the day might be us talking to them. Or, you know, that's the only time they see the light of Jesus. Right. Is through us. Right. So our witness is important too outside the home and inside the home too but you know it's bigger than just us absolutely so we've got to keep you know keep it going
0: keep (laughs) it it going keep it going (laughs) Christ Christ uh serves as our example of the ultimate laying down of his life yes
1: and then point c because he loves me I have confidence and the older I get the realize I'm and, like, realize how important confidence is. Mm -hmm. Confidence in myself, Mm -hmm. but also in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because if I have confidence in myself, but also in the Lord, what everyone else is thinking does not matter.
0: Right.
1: Because if I line up my life with the Bible, and there's no conviction when Mm -hmm. I'm praying, and I'm happy, then everyone else, well, whatever. They can get in line and complain. Who cares? But I'm not seeking the world's approval, and I'm not seeking the world's benefits that they have, that right. have strings attached. Right. I have confidence that the Lord will reward me for all my good seeds that yeah. I've
0: planted and he'll, he has my back. And that confidence ought to be based in our relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. that he's, he's my Lord, he's my Savior, I'm Abba Father, have his Holy Spirit living in me I have, and I can go to his word for wisdom mm-hmm. in any situation. Uh, but that confidence is, you know, it's inward. It's not just, you know, um, do I look great in this dress today? Right. It's uh, not arrogance. It's, it's different. It's, yeah. not, it's not something that's going to fade away with age. It's not something that's going to fade away with uh, being tired uh, right. or having had a long day or a sleepless night caring for someone. And so that's what's important to understand. It's this confidence we gain from our relationship with him and knowing what his word has to say about our, our lives and who we are in Christ. Right,
1: yeah. So let's look back at 1 John 3:21 through 24. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. So that's what I mentioned earlier. If, if I'm praying and there's no conviction, mm-hmm. then my heart does not condemn me. Right. The Lord, the conviction is a way to protect us. It's not like God's trying to slap your hand saying, look how you messed up. He's saying, get back, get back onto that narrow path. Stay with me. Get back in the promises. It's not reprimanding. It's trying to
0: get you back on to the path. And, you know, it's so important because um, if I even go several weeks or a month and I sit through a, a good sermon at church and I don't feel conviction about anything, I worry about myself and what's going on with me because we ought to feel convicted when we read the word, when we hear the word at times because that's his way, our Abba Father, our Daddy God, you know, correcting, bringing some correction maybe just, you know, I spoke sharply and I didn't need to to that person or to my husband (laughs) and, uh, or whatever it might be. And uh, we need to feel the conviction of God. If we never feel conviction, and we can sit through sermon after sermon and go to church month in, month out, year in, year out, then we have so seared our conscience, perhaps with uh, wrong behavior, wrong thinking, wrong actions, wrong relationships, mm-hmm. that uh, we're in danger, and we need to find our way back on our knees and go back to our Abba Father and, and find that a place of uh, repentance again.
1: Yes, because, like, you know, we can always improve. Yes. And, you know... And one thing I always want to work on is uh, hearing the Holy Spirit right away. Yes. Because, you know, he has that gentle voice. Still small. Yes, that we have to be quiet and hear it. Yes. And we can't hear it if we're adding distractions, adding noise. No. You know, so that's one of my things that I work on is just being still and hearing it. So um, let's go back To verse 21, dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. Those who obey his commands live in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. So those who obey his commands live in him and he in them. Yes. And then Psalm 100, one through five, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gate with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And um, that's one of the conviction things. Are you coming to church with praise in your mouth or are you coming with something else in your right, mouth? Right. Um, you know, if you're coming to receive from the Lord, you have to come with a heart ready to receive yes. and a mind ready to turn itself off mm-hmm. from whatever it may be yeah. in order to hear and receive from the Lord. Right, mm-hmm. right, So we have to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his court with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And that's, I like that phrase, all generations, because yes. then it makes me think of the generations before us and the generations to come,
0: that his love it will be the same right. and it will
1: endure everything.
0: Right. will be, there'll, his love, his faithfulness, his unfailing love will be not just with me, but with my children, with my grandchildren, and if I, go to be with the Lord with my great grandchildren until the Lord returns for his church. So uh, he's, he is with us, we have his love, but there's a relationship aspect to this. It's not just like a bystander, right. watching someone else have a relationship with the Lord. We are to have a personal relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So what's our second
2: point, Christina? Second point for tonight is, oh, how he loves me. And to keep reminding ourselves when you may feel unloved or that you are unlovable, that he loves us no matter what. We are his daughters in Christ. First John 4, 7 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God loves, so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And there's no greater love than that.
0: No, and there's, you know, there's ways if you're married, there's ways, You know, maybe they're not your ways, but there's ways your husband may show love to you. you know, My husband shows his love to me sometimes by thinking I need new china because maybe he's tired of eating off the same looking plates for 30-something years. And so he actually did that re- very recently and all these boxes started coming and I'm like, what is this? And it, yes, it is uh, very different from what we've been eating off of for uh, 30-something years. We had nice white plates with like a little edge and, you know, now these are like, these literally look like uh, they were hand-painted by a bunch of preschoolers in uh, <laughs> Columbia and glazed and sent. I mean, they're beautiful, but man, are they bright. When I open up the cabinet, it's like, wow, wake up, girl, uh, it's, <laughs> it's time to put some eggs on that plate. And, uh, and that's what he said. He opened the boxes, and he started taking all this up. I was like, what? What, what is this? And he said, I hope you like them. I bought them for you. So, <laughs> Uh, a a clue here is to say yes they're so different I love them I would never have thought of buying that for myself and that is the God's honest truth ladies so but it's wonderful because you know whether he comes home with some uh, blooming cactus from the grocery store and then you realize later it's not really blooming because it's plastic uh, or whatever it is I mean we had so little money when we got first got married I remember he came home with uh, nail polish for me just a little thing of nail polish and I thought oh I guess I do need to do something but, but he didn't mean it that way he meant it sweet that you know it would be something I liked some nail polish and so uh, we have to be mindful that when our beloved or our kids, you know, children are wonderful and they, they think they, they are really blessing us sometimes to give us uh, one of their favorite things. Mm-hmm. And so to, to really see their heart in it and the heart of the giver is what makes the gift so perfect.
1: Yeah, not to hurt their heart. Not you to know, hurt their hearts. Yes. Not it, to hurt their hearts. It can mark hearts. people no matter what age. So yes. you have to be careful with that.
0: Yes, I heard a husband once, and this was decades ago. Nobody, anybody knows here. Decades ago, uh, some folks we knew, and uh, they were older, actually, older than us. And uh, the, the husband had traveled for uh, a missionary trip and come back with these oriental rugs for his wife. And... Uh, He said to us, because we happened to be in their home for this dinner, and he said, well, he said, he said, unfortunately, when she opens them, she won't like them. She never likes what I buy. Mm. And I thought it was kind of sad. I mean, we were younger, and I thought, well, even if she, if it's not something she would have chosen, it's still wonderful that he took the the time and the expense to pick them out and carry them all the way uh, across the ocean with him (laughs) on a flight. Yes. So this thing about this thing about love and about, um, you know, loving one another.
2: Yes, and then point A underneath that is I know what love is because of God's love. So we know how to love. We know that we're loved. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that yes. or show appreciation to others, but then also to do things for other people, right. not just when it's expected, but when it's unexpected. We know what love is because of his love. First right. John 4, 8 says... Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And whoever does not love does not know God because he is love. So the world may not show love. They may not give love. They may not know how to be loved, but we know how to love because of his love for us. And it is so beautiful that, I mean, he loved us. He died for us Mm -hmm. on the sins, for our sins. So we should Mm -hmm. never question Mm -hmm. his love for us. Mm -hmm. And that, that is how we show others love. Psalm 103, four says, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion for as high as the heavens are above the earth. So great is his love for those who fear him. And that's what he did for us. He took our lives from the pit and he crowns us with that love and compassion. Mm That, as Jessica was saying, it's not a, you know, oh, you did that wrong or oh, you did this wrong. You don't have to earn his love. He's Mm -hmm. already given us his love. We have his love. And to remind ourselves daily that we are loved by God. We can show others love and compassion. Psalm 107 verse 8 says, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. His love gives us good things. Yes, So we should feel loved every day and like we're filled up as we praise, as we open our hearts, as we're expecting from him, that his love fills us up. And sometimes... I think a lot of times as women, we have this idea that there's supposed to be a man that fills us up with love, right. but his love has already
0: filled us. Right. So, we're, whether you're single and uh, you're, you're a young gal, you're single, or uh, you're married, you know, our source of filling ourselves up with love should come from our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ with our Father God. Mm-hmm. And so we fill ourselves up with his love and we don't, you know, we're not, uh, we're not, let's see, how can I say it? We're not these needy people that are looking for everybody to pay attention to them. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's problematic. That, that doesn't go anywhere but bad. And so as women, we're to be, we're to be full, filled up with the presence of the Lord, with our relationship with God, with his word, and find our, our satisfaction in our relationship with the Lord. And then we've got love to give out to others. Right. You know, uh If we make people our source, we're gonna always be disappointed in one regard or another. There's just no doubt about it. Right, that's what the world does. And they keep searching, searching, searching. And that's why we have to be the example of what
1: what they're searching for can only be found in the
0: Lord. You know, and I love the phrase regarding the Lord, that he's the lover of my soul. So I don't need a soulmate. I have the lover of my soul as my constant companion my constant guide. He's the one with me day and night, all the time. He goes with me wherever I go. He is the lover of my soul. Mm-hmm.
2: And for the l- young ladies here, as you're as you're dating, as you're looking for a mate to marry, or you're wondering if this relationship is the right relationship, I would encourage you that if you're focused on God's Things, The things, the house of God, he will always come through for you mm-hmm. as you're serving, as you're living for him. So if you're trying to force a relationship to work, yeah. it's not of God. Because when it is God, it's easy. Yeah. And it should be. It should just, the pieces should all come together. Right. Not trying to change someone because you can't change someone. Yeah. Trying to force it or make it happen or trying to make someone love you. Mm-hmm. That it, when, it's, when it's God and it's right, it will just all... Piece together as it should, but that you're confident, young ladies, that you have God's love inside of you. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. There is no other version like you. So be confident in who you are. Don't let someone tear you down or tell you you should be any different than who you are. Be courageous young women to know how God created you, that you are beautifully made and that you are waiting for the right mate. And you deserve nothing less than the best. Because when you put God's first, your dreams and desires will always come to pass. That's excellent advice. In Psalm 119, verse 76, it says, May your unfailing love be my comfort Mm. according to your promise to your servant. So his unfailing love is our comfort, even when we don't feel loved. Right. Or if our spouse or someone forgets something to bless us with or to surprise us with, that his love is all that we're looking for. We're not looking for anybody else.
0: Well, yes, and then when we're comforted by his love, then I can comfort others. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I'm not looking for someone to comfort me because I'm filled up with his comfort. He's comforted me and my time with him and his word. And so I can be a comfort to others. And this is especially important if you have children in the home, because they're always looking for something from you. And so it's really important that we have comfort to give them. Yes, yes, and show them that love, right. that love of
2: God. Right. Uh, point B is because God has shown his love to me, his love is made complete in me. So it is how that we then are able to show others his love. It says, because God has shown his love to me, his love is made complete in me. And let's turn to 1 John 4, 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So we love one another. And sometimes that is where the difficulty lies in how we love one another yeah. and show love even when we haven't been shown love. Right. But that is what God asked us to do. So his love is made complete in you to do for others, to help others, to love them, to show God's love. And we have to teach our children how to love others, even when they are unkind. And not that they should um, (laughs) not stand up for themselves, because that's a different lesson, but Mm -hmm. that we still show kindness. We show God's grace, we show mercy. And then sometimes we just have to say, I am going to pray for that person, Mm -hmm. but I'm still going to love them. Right. And not be unkind well, or to not return unkindness with more unkindness exactly
0: and so that it's it's something I think we all learn but we learn it throughout our lives it's not just a lesson we learn as children it's right. for learning how to walk in the love of God and show his love even in, at times where it may be difficult to show his love because it'd be easier to get in the flesh and be selfish and to, to do what your flesh would want to do or say, but to walk in that love of God.
1: Yeah, because if we only love those who are easy to love, that's just like the world. That's what Jesus said, right? I mean, yeah, they're easy to love, but to love the hard ones, you know, that's where we need Jesus. (laughs) Right, that's where
2: we need Jesus, (laughs) yes. Yes. (laughs) Psalm 130 verse 7 says, O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. Psalm 143 verse 8 says, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. And that should just bring renewed promises every day for Mm -hmm. us, that the morning brings his unfailing love. So even before you go to bed, sometimes it's just helpful to sing praises to him when you wake up, when your kids wake up grumpy. The worship music in the car on the way to school always helps us. I'll turn it on. We just start singing. And all of a sudden, my girls stop arguing with each other. You know, who looked at who a certain way or, you know, who yes. bumped the other one? Yes. It's just like, we're singing worship music. And then all of a sudden, it's we love each other again. We're walking in love. We're saying kind words. Right. And we have renewed our minds. Psalm 147 verse 11 says, The Lord delights in those who fear him. Who put their hope in His unfailing love, and that's where we put our hope in—is right. His unfailing love, right. because He is so good and so loving.
0: Yes.
1: Yes, and fear here means respect and yes. honor, and um, I, I feel like the—it's sad to see the Christian world lacking that fear mm-hmm. overall. And I'm, I'm like, have y'all read the Bible? Because the right. Lord. He knows what you're doing. <laughs> like, y'all <laughs> yes. need to have some healthy fear of the Lord. Yes, so yes. it's a good thing to have a healthy fear of the Lord. It keeps yes. you
0: acting right. keeps you, you straight. And I think there's a balance there in the home. Um, you know, children growing up in the home, I mean, uh, the parents need to be just, but there needs to be that healthy fear of discipline and punishment. I mean, I was a kid once, too, and a teenager, and there were just places I didn't go and things I didn't do because, I, frankly, I was a little afraid of my dad because I, I didn't want him to show up somewhere and yank me out of my seat somewhere that I shouldn't have been and take me home for whatever discipline was going to be meted out. So um, I, think, I think it's important that there not just be, um, you know, uh, Mamby pamby parenting going on, if if I can say it that way. But there needs to be real parenting going on. That you know you're the parent, and you know my kids are grown, they're married, they have their own children, so I don't have to be the parent. I love being the grandparent Uh because I just give them whatever they want, basically, you know, as long (laughs) as it doesn't kill them. And uh, you know I love it, and then let the parents figure it out later. But uh, you know, but (laughs) my son is still my son, and my daughter's still my daughter. And you know if. I ever felt like I needed to give them a word of correction, I'm still the parent. I'll be the parent uh, always, uh, even when they see me in heaven. They're going to say, oh, there's mom. (laughs) So uh, I I would correct. I would say, you know, I want you to think about this. I want you to look at what you're doing here because if if this isn't right, then you've got a problem. You need to correct. Derek and I
2: were talking this morning about how one time we came back and my girls were having ice cream for breakfast. And you were like, well, they asked for it. And I'm grandma, why wouldn't I give them ice cream for breakfast? It was organic,
0: <laughs> full fat. So they were getting their dairy. And so I thought, well, I'll give them other things later to kind of balance this out. So, they know yeah. they're loved. They were loved, yes, yes, yes. yes. It was a rare treat.
2: Mm-hmm. What can yeah, I
0: say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, point number three is. is <laughs> my turn. It's your turn. And point number three, <laughs> oh, how I love Jesus. So just like we sang this evening, we love him. He's the Lord, but he's, he's Lord and he's Savior. He's Redeemer. He's healer. Uh, he's my father, Abba. He's uh, my Holy Spirit who lives in me. Oh, how I love Jesus. 1 John 4 13 to 21. We know that we live in Him and He in us because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in Him. And he and God. And so we know and rely. See, God wants us to know and rely on his love. We know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. He's what? God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. And this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. I don't know about you, but I want confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he's a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. And. I love because He first loved me. So, First John 4:19 says, "We love because He first loved us." So, I love because I I have experienced the love of God. I can love others. I love because He first loved me. Psalm 18 verses 1 through 3 say. say I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation. He's my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. If you ever find yourself between a rock and a hard place, then Look to the Lord for your salvation. Look to the Lord for your deliverance. Look to the Lord for your healing. Look to the Lord for your answer because he will give it to you. Psalm 116 verses 1 and 2, I love the Lord for he has heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me. I will call on him as long as I live. Do you have that relationship with the Lord tonight that you know Him and you'll call on Him as long as you live? Psalm 33, verse 5 and 18. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of His unfailing love. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear Him, on those whose hope is in His unfailing love. See, where are our eyes? Are our eyes on the Lord? Is He our source of, uh, for everything, for life and for health and for peace and for joy? and for sustenance on those whose hope is in, his unfa- is in His unfailing love. So He watches over us. His eyes are upon us. He watches over us. He protects us. He guards us. He provides for us. Psalm 36 verses 7 through 10, how priceless, say His love is priceless.
1: priceless.
0: How priceless is your unfailing love, both high and low among men. Find refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. Continue your love to those who know you, your righteousness to the upright in heart. And as we conclude, I love uh, the end of Psalm 91. Because in the last two verses of Psalm 91, it gives eight blessings. It lists eight blessings that we have because we love the Lord. And they're powerful. I mean, if, if, if it was other than telling us about Jesus, if it was the only other two verses in the Bible, we could live on them. Mm-hmm. And Psalm 91 verses 14 through 16 says, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him, I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So eight promises because we love the Lord. The Lord will rescue me, the Lord will protect me, the Lord will answer me. The Lord will be with me in trouble. The Lord will deliver me. The Lord will honor me. The Lord will satisfy me with long life and show me his salvation. Now tell me those aren't wonderful promises. They cover it all, don't they? Let's say it after me. The Lord will rescue me. The Lord will protect me. The Lord will answer me. The Lord will be with me in trouble. The Lord will be with me in The Lord will deliver me. The Lord will deliver me. The Lord will honor me. The Lord will honor me. The Lord will satisfy me with long life. The Lord will satisfy me with long life. And the Lord will show me
2: his salvation.
0: And the Lord will show me his salvation. All because we love him. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will. And he'll do those things in our lives. Isn't he wonderful? Don't, yes. Aren't you glad you know the Lord this evening? Let's just praise the Lord for a minute. Let's just thank Him for His love. Just look up to the Lord and say, "Father, I thank You for Your love. I thank You for Jesus Christ. Go ahead, just just go ahead and you tell Him yourself with your own words. Lord, I love You tonight. I thank You for Your I thank You for Your Word. I thank You for Jesus and what He did for me. I thank You for You Holy Spirit living in my heart. Don't you just love the Lord tonight? Spend time tonight before you fall asleep on your bed. Just telling Him how you love him and just worship him and just praise him and thank him for all the good things he's done in your life recently. Just love the Lord. And as we're going to conclude here and wrap it up in just a moment uh, and go on to some other things and some fun things, uh, I want to give an opportunity uh, here before we go to the next thing and say this. If you're here tonight and you have never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, not that you like believe that he's God and you know that he, there's a heaven and you know there's a God, but you really love You really want to know His love. And so if you're here tonight and you have never committed your life to the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, as heads are bowed, I want you just to raise your hand because we're going to just take a minute to pray. Let's just pray for just a moment in case there's anyone here and you've never, never done that. You've never really given your life, your heart, your whole life to the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Well, Father, I thank you that these women are saved, but maybe there will be those watching who are not. So let's all pray this prayer after me. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your love, that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins, to redeem me and to heal me. And I thank you that I repent and I turn from my sins, and I ask that you forgive me and I thank you that your word says that you do forgive me and you remove my sins from me as far as the east is from the west. And I commit myself to be in church where your word is preached and to hear the word but not just hear it, to be a doer of your word do what Your Word says to do, and to live a life pleasing to You, doing what Your Word says to do, because in this I know I'll be blessed all the days of my life. And I thank You for Your love. Let Your love grow in my heart so that everybody around me sees it every day. And I give you the praise. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. If you prayed that prayer and you would like a pastor's book, God's Very Own Child, just write us at Faith Christian Center Arlington, and we'd love to send it to you. And also, if you don't have a Bible, we'll send you a Bible as well. God bless you. Do you love the Lord tonight? Do you love him? Just praise them and just say, I love you, Lord. I love you.